Episode is this one eighty five? One eighty five. Jesus, episode. Four. I got. I, I can't hit the Jesus like man. We've been doing this a long time. I'm excited yeah. <laughs> about the fact that this is episode one eighty five. Serious rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we about to. <laughs> I fucked that intro up, but yeah, we about to. We about to get busy. How you been, Josh? I'm cool, man. Um, you know, it's been a hectic week. Like mm. personal shit, and then like just busy, man. Like it's been like a crazy busy week, yeah. Um, which is good, you know what I mean. I've been working on this project for a mutual friend of ours, um, and nice. that's been like that's been keeping me busy. Uh, and then you know <clears throat> we're working on another side project that uh, that we're all working on. So it's been busy, man. So yeah. like can't complain. Uh, I'm enjoying myself, you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. Oh, I had a question for you, dog. Have you been watching any of the finals? No. And it's crazy cuz um I've been like in heavy heavy writers mode like before yeah. we went on air, I was telling you um I was up like dumb late last night um working on like a sample chapter for my book proposal and I've been kind of really in like writer world and the other day I was watching uh, highlights from game one and Liz comes in and she's like, they playing for the chip. (laughs) And I was was like, yeah, she's like, why are we not watching that? (laughs) And I was like, why am I not watching that? But I I have no personal investment in it. It'd be nice if if CP3 won Mm -hmm. the chip. I like Devin Book. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they win, that's cool. Fuck the Bucks. Like, I don't want the Bucks to win. I don't want nobody to come out the East if it yeah. ain't us. Yeah, you know what real. I mean? But to answer your question, no, I've not been watching the finals. I've watched, like, I might throw it on, like, if I'm in, like, you know, I'm sitting down in a living room and it's, like, on or whatever. I may throw that shit on and do some other stuff. But I'm not intently watching it. Like, I, yeah. dude, like, once the Sixers got eliminated, that really, like, I really didn't watch much after that. Yeah. Like, I made like if I check the score and it's close game, throw the fourth quarter on. Yeah, but like yeah. there's no like live or die with it, and like that's like you know that's what I watch like sports for a lot of times is to be like really invested in it. We need a little bit of that. Yeah, we need a little bit of that personal emotional investment. They lose, you feel like you want to fucking shoot up a school. You yeah. know, what I'm edit that out. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it fucking it it makes you. You yeah. feel invested, like you said. Yeah, I think, dude, like, so for a long time, I had, like, for the Sixers, I've had that for the last couple of years because we've been decent. Like, we've been good or whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't have that for a long time with football because my team, the Bucks, stunk out loud for like 20 years. So, yeah. I, like, most, most years, I said this, like, most years, we were done by Thanksgiving. So, like, I just didn't care for the rest of the season. And, like, whoever won, that was awesome. Like, I'd yeah. watch, like, playoffs and stuff like that. Because, I, 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 like, I, I really love football, so I watch, like, playoffs. But, you know, I wasn't super invested. Um, I don't really, like, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan. But, like, you know, th- baseball is such a long fucking season. Like, maybe I'll watch a game here or there. Yeah. But, like, I really don't get into it until the playoffs when shit really matters. Right. Um, God bless the people who are watching 
uh, Major League <laughs> Baseball in like fucking like August. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you. It's such a like long sport. Um, you know, obviously I'm an Arsenal fan. Like, you know, people listening to this, like, and I like get really invested in that. Yeah. Um, but like, because there was like, there's no real investment for me in this. Like you said, like, you know, it'd be nice to CP3 win a ring. Like, you know, there's a reason why people don't like CP3. Like, he's known <laughs> as one of the dirtiest players in the league. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, if f- folks forget, just like, like YouTube chris paul nut shots and there's going to be like a 10 minute video of it because he's done it so many times yeah um he's you know so like but you know he's he's a you know a true legend of the game and Mm -hmm. you know like there's a part of me that's like oh well damn barkley went there and didn't get his ring Mm -hmm. like it'd be dope if like cb3 is there and like he gets his ring plus like i really like monty williams yeah um, yeah. as a coach um like you said dev book mikhail bridges is a a local kid like Mm -hmm. so shout out to him um and you know like i I like that team um and i I, and i love like so the dude they got the dude cam johnson who yammed on pj tucker the other night crazy um (laughs) When he got drafted, he was expected to go later. Like we, I was actually hoping we would have got him. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he was like supposed to be like one of the best three point shooters in in, in that draft. Mm-hmm. But like he was kind of like they said, like oh he's limited. Besides that, and he went earlier than most people expected when Phoenix drafted him. And I, like I always love that video of Kobe White, who was his teammate in college when he got drafted by the Bulls, and he was doing like a press conference, like talking to people, like for like the for his draft selection. He got word, and he was that Cam got drafted, and he was just like, "Wow, yeah, yeah. wow!" And like, I always <laughs> loved that because hey, it's just like the love that he was like, "Oh my god, that's so awesome!" Genuine like, so happy enthusiasm, yeah. And he was just like, "Yo, he's gonna prove the haters wrong." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so happy. Like, I, so like, I get invested more like in those in those personal storylines. Yeah. That when they're not when it's not my team you know what yeah. i mean like for me it's the personal storylines then when it's not the team and like chris paul you know going from here to there here to there here to there and now being back with monty williams who was like his original coach and mm-hmm. like like all that kind of shit I, so it's like yeah cool it's cool if they went but like i'm just not super invested and then like the games haven't been crazy close that's another thing and ooh, you read my mind because as you were uh talking you something you said that, that kind of sparked that thought in me if these motherfuckers was having you know like going down to the wire yeah and it was you know really they seem to be like you know kind of like uh back and forth if it was if it was like intense <coughs> the first couple games and like down to the wire i'd be like yo maybe i need to tune in for this because i don't want to miss yeah. you know game six game seven and somebody, you know, hit like a crazy shot and and take it. I don't want to miss that. Yeah, and that's what it is. I've just been like, I like looking. It's like, oh, the 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 first couple games, the 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 Suns were up, and like I'd throw it on, and it'd be like an eight point lead. The next thing I know is a fourteen point lead, and I'm like, oh, well, this game's over. Like I'm not gonna watch this. Yeah. Like I'm good. And then like the other night, the Bucks won, and I'm just like, it was. You know, they were up by like 20 something in the fourth quarter. And I was like, well, I'm just not going to watch then. Like, there's nothing mm. compel- like, there's no compelling drama for me if it's like, oh, it's a blowout. Well, you know, maybe next game. So, like, I haven't really been invested. Um, I did get really invested in the Euros, um, which was uh, the the soccer championship mm-hmm. in Europe. Um, 
And really only because like one of my favorite players from Arsenal, uh, Saka, was on the English team. Yeah. So like I was rooting for England. They made it all the way to the final. And dog, the fucking... Uh, they lost it in penalty kicks. They lost the championship to Italy in the penalty kicks. Mm. And... Yo, and Saka missed. Well, he, I mean, he ain't missed. He got, the keeper made a great save on the ball. Like, he guessed right um, and made a great save on the ball. But, like, I don't want to say it. It, it didn't cost him the, the title. But, like, they, like, three straight guys for England missed. Yeah. Um, and it was all three young players. I don't think one of them was over, like, 21. Like, I think all three of them, like, Saka's, like, 19. Uh, Rashford's, I think, 19. And uh, Sancho's, like, 19 i think so like or like 20 i think like they're all real young right. um and i felt so bad for them dudes yo especially rashford because like when he went to take the kick the goalie the keeper the goalie he jumped the wrong he guessed the wrong way because like pet first of all penalty kicks are crazy because it's like yeah. the, the, the goal is so crazy literally big. don't know yeah yeah you're like the keeper's just like well i gotta guess which way i think this is gonna go i'm gonna wow. dive that way and pray i make the right thing right the keeper guessed wrong rashford went to kick it and like just pushed it too much left mm. and like it missed yeah and like you could just see like the just like the dread come over i'm like oh fuck yeah because like I had the goal open, like, and I've made right. I've made a million of these. Like, this is nothing, and then like just pushed it, Jesus. and it was so, it's so, it's such a shame, man. Like, and then obviously, you know, because it was like three black players, like, like obviously online, it became, you know, crazy abuse, and there was like, uh, obviously it was it was in Wembley, so. Uh, <clears throat> There was a a lot more English fans than Italian fans, but there were a ton of Italian fans there. And after the like, they talk about Philly and like how Philly be don't <laughs> dog. They was yeah. There's video of them beating the shit out of Italian fans. Like what the fuck? And it's like yo, it, I mean, I get it. Like I, I, no, I don't. Let me let me rephrase that because I don't want to say I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand you really love your you know your national team and all that kind of shit, but like it's. It's it's just a sport, man. Like, it's a game. Yeah, so, I've never, I've never gotten into a fight at an arena. I've never been in an arena. I've seen, you know, I've seen the Sixers get trashed mm-hmm. up front in them lean years when we yeah. was like trash. I've seen the Sixers get annihilated. You know what I mean? Up close, I've never felt emotionally the need to fight another person. The only no. reason I would ever because you know Philly white Philly sports fans notoriously racist. Yeah. The only reason I would ever pop somebody in an arena is if they said some like racial crazy Absolutely. shit to me. You know what I mean? Or of course in like self defense. Your squad lose and you like yo let's jump this nigga like that's that mentality is crazy to me. That's crazy. So, I went to a Sixers Knicks game both teams were trash at the time. Like both teams were <laughs> naturally. Just um, which for like the Knicks, that's been like the last like thirty years. So like, um, but like, I feel like I would be to cut you off. I feel yeah. like God, God told New York, "Yo, either the Knicks can be good or you get hip hop. You choose yeah, one. You, just, you get one of the two. You don't get both." In the seventies, the New York New York 
it was like you cursed from there yeah. on out. Um, but I went. It was like process years, I think, or maybe like mm. right before the process when they were just bad because they were bad. Just yeah, they just <laughs> stuck. It was it wasn't intentional. Um, and I was sitting like right next to like two New York fans, and mm. like. You know, we were rooting for our teams and like, you know, we were talking a little trash back and forth. But like in the end, it was just like, hey, they're just supporting their squad. Like, I don't blame them or I'm not mad at them for supporting their squad. There was no like physical confrontation between us. No like, oh, fuck you, blah, blah, in my face. It was just like, oh, man, you see that? Oh, yeah, we going to win. But like, but, you know, it was never anything where it's like, yo, I want to physically assault you because you root for a different team than I do. Like, civilized. And also, like, maybe it's because, like, we don't have, like, me and you specifically don't have, like, this national pride in, like, the United States. So, like, I get it. Like, we're not going to be like, oh, man, you know, the the U.S., you know, hockey team beat fucking the Russians. And we're like, oh, my God, like, that's so amazing. We're just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, great. Who cares? Like, is there a black dude, dude on that team? <laughs> like, is there a black or native dude on that team? Otherwise, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> um, so like, I, I like maybe that's why. Like maybe like I, like it's just not meant for me. Um, I will say this. This ties into like our first topic. So I don't know if you saw this, but like the men's uh, Olympic basketball team has now got their ass whipped twice. In, twice <laughs> in fucking like exhibition games, like yeah, warm ups yeah. for the Olympics. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nigeria beat them. Uh, it just like shot like twenty threes against them and just like aired them out. Yeah, and then fucking Australia mm-hmm. bust they ass like last night. And Ben's um, not playing for no, Australia. he's not even playing now. Yeah. Granted, so Nigeria has like four guys I think in the league. I know like Josh Akogi. Um, mm-hmm. Precious Achua, and like there's two or three other guys that are like NBA players that are on that right. team. Now, none of them are like crazy stars or anything. Like, there's no like Josh Akogi's a decent player, but no one's like a superstar on those teams. Yeah. Um, you hooping for the motherland, though. That's yeah. kind of your, yeah. your, your rating. If you like a 75 overall, you throw that Nigeria jersey on, you got to be up to like an 88. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Australia does have like a decent amount of uh, NBA players. I mean, yeah. like they got NBA players on their bench. That's how deep they go mm. as far as like having NBA players. <laughs> Australia's, um, oh yeah, and, and like you know for for us, you know our team is the Sixers, and you have Ben who's Australian. Matisse is playing for Australia because mm-hmm. um, he like was raised there, like he grew up there. Um, uh, Joe Ingles plays for them. Uh, uh, Patty Mills from the Spurs plays for them. Like they're a yeah. deep team. Like as far and like they actually have like they they're like a favorite to like be a metal team. Yeah. Um, Matisse is going off. Like mm. he's playing like you know he. So but like he blocked <laughs> Kevin Durant the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah, he's going off in, like, I mean, for us as, a, as Sixers fans, like, ain't no Sixers on a, a USA Olympic team. Tisha's on, uh, <laughs> on Australia. I might be rooting for Australia, dog. Like, I, lo- I love that the love of the Sixers, you know, supersedes the love of America as it yeah. should be. Yeah. I mean, I, so I look at it like, 
you know, listen, man, that USA team, I got like they got Kevin Durant, they got Tatum. I mean, part of me wants to root against them because they have Tatum on the team and he's a yeah, Celtic, yeah. so like Yeah, but fucking Boston, yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, it is what it is. I do like Tatum's game. So um, you know, Bradley Beal's on that squad, Dame's mm-hmm. on that squad. Um there's a, a lot picture of guys too. I like, yeah. Yeah, there's a picture of like Dame and Matisse like chopping it up. I don't I guess it was before the game. And like everybody yeah. on Twitter, like, yo, he's recruiting him, he's yeah. recruiting him. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> if Tease is who's recruiting him, <laughs> that might be an issue, dog. Like, I love Tease, but right, he's right. a bench player right. on this team. Like, yo, bro, it's sweet over here. You gotta come. <laughs> um, but I, I'm I so I look at it and I'm just like, I, listen. I think they're gonna. They're at least medal. The USA team's not gonna not medal in the yeah. in this thing. But yeah. the difference is, and this as a as a, a Sixers fan, like you can look at our team. Our two best players are foreign players. Like mm-hmm. Ben's from Australia and Joel's from uh, Cameroon. So, mm-hmm. like, the league has starting to like. It, it's been like this for a while, but like it's really in the last like ten years really expanded as far as like foreign born players playing yeah. in the NBA. Um yeah. like so that idea that like oh we'll just dominate like this ain't the night was a ninety two dream team. Like yeah. it ain't Barcelona, yeah. Yeah, where there's like two players from outside the States and like one of them's Arvita Sabonis who's fifty. Like right. Right. <laughs> like, right. A lot of these dudes are like been very good for a very long time. Like they're yeah. playing for you know, Spain was really good for a long time because of the Gasol brothers, and like mm-hmm. they had a bunch of other dudes on that team who played in the league. Yeah, it is not. Yeah, like you said, it's not Barcelona, man. Like yeah. these dudes are, are are these teams are deep. Like I said, that Australia team I, I think has like seven NBA players. It's got the god on that team, Delhi. Cool. Dele Vadova's on there. For them? Yo, is he still in the league? He was this past year. He played for the Cavs. Um, I think he was out the year before that, and but he was back in this year. And now yeah, next yeah. year he's playing for it. T- I just happened to see it on uh, ESPN the other day. Like it was a. I, this is how big Dele Vadova is. He had his own crawl that said like he's <laughs> playing for a team in Melbourne and Melbourne uh, next year. So, yeah. you know, Delhi is. Hey, listen, he he was Jordan. He was like Jordan in the finals a couple years ago. So Man, he was like D Wade in the finals. Yeah, he was killing it. So he threw LeBron and all of them on his back. Yeah, um, I I definitely so like like they're the Australia's a really good squad. Uh, Slovenia's got the favorite white player of all time in uh, Luca. Luca, yeah, the great white hope. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're definitely uh, they're probably decent. Like, there's probably a couple ballers on that squad. Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't know where, <clears throat> and this is really generalized. And I don't, but like, there's a bunch of dudes in the league that I like to like Bogdan Bogdanovich. But like, I'm not sure what country like they're all yeah. from. So like, they could be they may be on that Slovenia team. I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, somebody knows. We we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. but they're like they're so these. These squad like it might like the USA ain't guaranteed goals no yeah. more, y'all. Like you said, it's not like how it was in ninety two. You know, the NBA made uh 
an intentional effort to expand yes. the game, you know, outside of the U.S. And yeah, these motherfuckers is hooping. Yeah, it ain't like back in the day. You know what I mean? No. Dude, Team Canada is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there, there's, you know, Jamal Murray. Like, he's not playing obviously because he, he, he tore his ACL or yeah. um, his Achilles, whatever it was. So obviously, he's not playing on that team. But there's Jamal Murray, uh, Wiggins. Like, they're deep. Fucking Tristan Thompson, like they're deep with a like NBA player. Like all these teams have NBA players now. It's not yep. like when you know Tony Kukoc was the only dude who had a chance of being <laughs> in the league. Like you know what I mean? Right. You're you're talking about and also yeah, we sent like a lot of great players, <clears throat> but in, you know top five. Like I think Embiid's a top five NBA player. Mm-hmm. So. If you take him out immediately, well, he's not playing for the U.S. So, like, that's one of your top five players who's not playing. Yeah. Um, LeBron's not going to play because of, like, just wanting to rest and stuff like that. So, like, there's another top five player that's not playing. Yeah. Uh, Steph's not playing. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, you're starting to, like, take weed out, like, a bunch of top ten players. So you got a couple of them in there with Dame and mm-hmm. uh, KB, maybe Beal. But, like, you got a, a couple guys playing. But, like, you start going through, like, the top ten yeah, you know, there's foreign-born players that aren't going to be like you know Luca. If you consider him top ten, like he's obviously not playing for the U.S. You got right. B's not playing, so like you got a bunch of dudes that aren't going to be playing for the U.S. It starts to think like it ain't like in '92 when like you know the top 25 players in the league were all American-born players except yeah, for maybe Hakeem. And right. didn't Hakeem play for uh, the second dream team? Did he? I think so. Does, I could um, be wrong on that. 98 or no, uh, 96? Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong, though. But, like, either way, like, Hakeem was maybe the best foreign-born player. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like You know what likely, I mean? Yeah. Like, at that at that time in the league. Yeah. And so, that motherfucker, he was one-on-one. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. Now, and I, I think also, obviously, this is, like, you know, speculation on my part. Um but like chemistry is an issue too. Hundred percent with a team sport. Luca, you know, that motherfucker been playing professional ball. So he was fifteen, sixteen, or some shit. Yep. Who knows? You know what kind of relationship he has with these guys that are going to be on his team. These yeah. motherfuckers could have been playing together since he was a teenager. You know, and what that's I'm what saying? they were saying about like the Nigeria team. Like they've got a lot of chemistry. They play national. Like you know, a lot of times. So like. America doesn't always play in these like international tournament things and shit like that. Where like yeah. these other teams are always playing in these like international tournaments. They so yeah. maybe one or two. Like I don't think Tisa's played with the national team for Australia before. But like if the rest of the guys have, then they're just they're you know they're just including one guy. Yeah, you know what I mean, or two or three guys. Fucking the USA basketball team is trying to include like. 12 guys or whatever like they're trying to get all 12 guys to play on one page you know right. what i mean right and like, i you know <clears throat> you know shout out to draymond but like he's not like a top 25 <laughs> guy in the league like you know what i mean i fucking i was i'm sorry go ahead I no i was gonna say he's on this team like he's starting <laughs> on this team right <laughs> i was watching uh me and Lissa watching uh the highlights against nigeria and I'm looking like, is that motherfucking Draymond? <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Draymond. But no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Come no, on. No, but like, think about like, out of like the best centers in the league, 
is there an American born center in the league right now? Like that's great. That's like, a beast. Yeah. You got yeah. Embiid, he's not. You got um Jokic, he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't even think DeAndre Ayton's like he went to Arizona, but I don't think he's American. I think he's not from America. If I I don't remember exactly, yeah. but he's not gonna obviously he's not playing shit because he's in the NBA Finals, right? Um, right. Like I'm trying to think like there's not like a where's, great NBA center anymore. Where's Gobert from? France. I I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, French toast. Um. Yes. <laughs> but like France has a really good squad. Like they got a bunch of uh, players for uh, that play in the league. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I don't think there's a great NBA like American center because uh, Bam. I don't think plays for the U.S. team. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't think they're. You know, the Gasols they play for Spain. So right. they're not going to be playing. So like, I don't know if there's a great NBA American center. So, so that means like we're sending like second tier, third tier centers. I mean, right. the center spot already is like kind of like devalued in the league. Mm-hmm. So like, if the really great ones are playing for other countries, it's automatically an advantage. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, also, like. Uh, international play is called a little looser. There's not as many foul calls either. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, you know, the shit that, like, Harden and um, uh, what my man and Trey do, Trae Young, like, yeah. that foul hunting shit doesn't mm-hmm. work as well in international play. So, like, that that just changes how guys play the game, too. Right. So. Right. <clears throat> it's interesting. I, I'm, I'll be interested. I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge Olympics dude anyway. Um, I love the Olympics. I love. I like pageantry. You know. Yeah, what I, I mean? feel that. So yeah, and and like I like <laughs> I like pageantry, and I like uh, group projects. You right. know what I'm saying? So the the Olympics is like the world. It's obviously it's the world's group project or one of them, but it is obviously problematic too with like the history of colonialism and all of this shit. But yeah, I I like the the Olympics. It would be ill <laughs> if um. If if you know to play in the Olympics, niggas did like your DNA, and you had to yeah. run for you had to run yeah. for the squad that you <laughs> that you really from, man. America, you know what I mean. Europe, <laughs> Europe would be in trouble. Oh yeah, all the colonies and shit. So yeah, I I like the Olympics, but I acknowledge that it's you know it's got shit with it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's I. I do love certain like I like the track and field part of the Olympics because it's, it's it's shit that we don't like pay attention to all the time type thing yeah. like so like I'll watch the track and field stuff because that's really interesting. Um, I'm assuming like Simone Biles is doing like the the U.S. like gymnastics shit, which mm-hmm. is like anytime you get the dog. There's been like someone just released another angle of that like flip shit she did that was like you know no one's ever done before unprecedented joint yeah dog. I've never like she she could be in the NBA uh, the WNBA or something like though she could dunk like cuz mm-hmm. the way she gets the fuck High up off the was, ground yeah. like crazy yeah. yo like Dog. if Simone Biles drops like a video of her just like gamming on 10 feet Twitter's going to fucking explode <laughs> Twitter's going to explode the only reason she probably might not be able to is simply just on like she probably might not be able to like palm a ball. Like it's just like, you know, yeah, she's yeah, small. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like maybe that's but like dog. 
the the height she got when she did that flip, I was just like, that's I don't know how humans can do that. Yeah. Like she's, and I've seen dudes jump crazy high and all that, but like the way yeah. she did is insane. She's basically one of the X-Men at this point. A hundred percent. You ever see the X-Men, 100%. like the, the old comics where they have like the obstacle course <laughs> in Xavier's mansion? <laughs> it's danger like room. Nightcrawler. <clears throat> exactly. The danger room. It's like Nightcrawler and shit, like flipping off of shit. She's basically one of them. Matter of fact, they relaunching the X-Men in, in the Marvel MCU. <laughs> Holla at Simone Biles. She needs to be. No, no CGI. A, a, no, she don't need the CGI. She don't need Just, no special effects. No, no strings. None of that shit. No. Just do all the studs. She can do crazy shit and, and just let it go. It's crazy, yo. And and I saw a video. Um, I didn't quite understand it because I didn't quite understand uh, the scoring rules yeah. of gymnastics. But from what I gathered, she was saying that they score her differently. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen her so, talk about that. Like, imagine Jordan. Like, oh, all right, dog. You know, you hit like a mid-range jumper. Your jumper is only worth like one point five points. Yeah, because you're <laughs> just so of, much better. Instead of two, I'm like watching this shit, and I'm like, I don't understand this sport, but I know that's fucked up. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I I was watching her talk about that, and like I I remember when she did that like flip shit that like no one else has been able to do. Like I think like the gymnastics association or whatever came out and was like, well, we don't think people should be trying that. And it's just simply <laughs> because like she's the only one who can do it. Then don't try it. And it's just like, well, yeah, fine. She's the only one who can do it. Then, like, don't right. like other people don't even bother. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so yeah, like I'll, 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 you know, I'll check in on a lot. Of, but like, I'm so I'm, I'm really like a highlight watcher for shit like that. Like, I'm not necessarily gonna watch that shit as it's like live airing, especially yeah. because like it's happening in Japan. So that means like live airing here is gonna be like <laughs> five in the morning type shit. Right. So like. I'll be watching on replay anyway. Um, I mean, I'll check out some of the basketball uh, probably. But again, like, I, right now, I'm kind of like removed from sports as like, a, as more, I'm a casual viewer of sports right now. Cause like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, the Sixers really broke my heart, man. And like, I, I don't know if I can do, like, be super invested in anything until like, Arsenal starts back up, which is in like a month or so anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna be like real casual with like watching any of that shit. Plus, like Tokyo's in like lockdown right now. Right. right. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, there is a global pandemic going on. Like maybe the Olympics and like the fucked up part is because of how the Olympics work, and it's like a lot of like some of these athletes, especially like gymnastics and, and some of that shit, they can't. They only get like a small window when they can actually compete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They may get like one, maybe two Olympics where they can really compete, especially like yeah. a, gymnastics, because like once like they grow out of a certain you know certain size or whatever, they just can't compete anymore. Can't do it, yeah. Um, or like just injury that they risk and all that kind of shit. Like is really hard. Uh, so I, I feel bad saying like, well, maybe we shouldn't have the Olympics because some of these people have been training, you know, for their whole life just to get this one opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, once, yeah. One. One, one shot. Olympic Games. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, some of these people get one shot at winning Olympic gold and then they'll never get a chance to do it again. Right. Um, 
which is a shame. And that's why it's like it's hard to be like, well, maybe we shouldn't have it this year. But it is yeah. a global pandemic, man. And like, you know, the Olympics also has like a really shitty record of like taking advantage of like marginalized communities and mm-hmm. um, not only just in their athletics aspects, but like in the areas where they're going to like set up shop, fucking, yeah. set up shop. So. Yeah, man, it, it's it, it's it's messed up, man. But like, you know, it's hard. It, it's hard to say don't do it just because just mm-hmm. for the simple fact of the athletes who are like, this is my one shot. Yeah, it's, I don't know if uh, <coughs> I'm I'm assuming it was a poll that was taken, but something like seventy percent of the people polled in Tokyo did not want them to do this. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's yeah, a crazy. That. That's a crazy majority. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not talking about like seventy percent is like no, we don't want it. Yeah, that's a that's a lot to be like. Yeah, we don't think this is good. Yeah, and for y'all to be like, nah, we're gonna do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really, and it's not like, and see, that's the fucked up part, right? Because so it's like me and you were talking about like, damn, it's fucked up for like the athletes who only get this one opportunity. The Olympic Association don't give a fuck about that. They're thinking nah. about money. Like they're like, hey, we, you know, this is billions of dollars if we yeah. don't do it. It's like the show must go on. Yeah, yeah. They're not thinking like, oh man, like it's fucked up that this athlete, like you know, they've trained the last ten years for their one chance to like wrestle for gold or whatever. Like, <clears throat> um, they're not getting you know they're not caring about that shit they're just going like yo it's a billion dollars with nbc if we don't fucking do this like yeah. you know what i mean yeah so it, it, it's 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 a weird situation man it's a shame um i don't know have you did you see this uh it came up in the news last week i believe um so like we've talked about like this nft thing and like you were mentioning how like the hip-hop auctions are starting to like go crazy mm-hmm. um they apparently auctioned off a uh like it was described as Ty- tribe call quest auctions off an nft which would be like essentially part of their royalties um for their first six albums mm-hmm. yeah. um when i do- when i was reading another article about it like uh ali shahi muhammad came out and was like you need to retract that. We had absolutely nothing to do yeah. with this NFT. I saw that. Um, and apparently what happened was their when they initially signed their deal, um, like their lawyer at the time and somebody else had like a not it wasn't it's not I don't think it's even two percent, but it's like a ro- a partial royalty to whatever they made. Mm-hmm. Um when they found out about it. Um, they tried to, like, obviously they were broke, like, you know what I mean? Especially, like, I think they were working on, either working on or released um, the second album. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, uh, but they, they, so they were working on the uh, the release of the second album, uh, The Low End Theory, and then they had like figured this out but like they didn't have a lot of money it wasn't like they were rich at the time yeah to buy it back yeah yeah to buy back so they went to jive and jive was like hey we'll buy it back from these people but you got to give us a sixth album Hmm. and so they did it they signed it to do like a sixth studio album yeah and 
Jive bought back the the royalty, but like didn't give it to them. <laughs> they just bought the royalty back, and then like auctioned fuck, and then like sold man. that royalty to somebody else. What the fuck? <laughs> and so completely people- didn't ahead, honor what. No, I was just yeah. gonna say didn't honor what they no. said they would do. Jesus, no. So then, like that's who then created this NFT and then auctioned it off, and it went for like eighty some thousand or something like that. Um, <clears throat> thought it'd be more. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I guess because it's it's like a partial royalty, it's like a percentage. Like it, yeah. yeah, it's not like it's not like a huge amount. Um, but again, like I don't understand. Like first of all, like maybe it's just my own ignorance of like not really understanding NFTs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, that doesn't even feel like an NFT. It just feels like, hey, you just bought, <laughs> right? You just bought part of their royalties, right? Yeah, um, I'm reading uh, a Pitchfork article that clarifies okay. um, the <clears throat> fact that Tribe wasn't involved in this NFT mm-hmm. sale. And it says that uh, the press release initially announcing this NFT sale read that a Tribe Call Quest partners with Royalty Exchange to launch new NFT that pays buyer ongoing income. So what that says to me is this is a company, I don't know anything about Royalty Exchange, but it, it looks to me like this is a company that acquires artists' rights and, and they, they move around with them. Yeah. So this this whole NFT shit, seem, it seems like it's just like you said, like, it's they're just uh, it's selling, just a front to yeah. Sell, they're selling to sell the rights, but it's like packaged in an interesting way. You yes. know what I mean? Like you go downtown to like your local smoothie shop, and now they're selling like CBD smoothies or like keto smoothies or some mm-hmm. shit. It's like some like new hipster shit. Um, this shit is is crazy to me. Not at all surprising. You know what I'm saying? It's wild. Um, it was wild for me to initially when i saw this i was like my instinct told me that don't look right yeah you know what i mean a tribe called quest selling a part of their nft or, or a part of their royalty as an uh a nft that didn't make any sense um i had just interviewed ali right before that like like a couple days before that story came out um so that had me bugging too but like also um folks have this isn't an original take folks have have uh mentioned this you know on the timeline too it says something about uh media journalism that so many people got this press release that you know i had to check my inbox that press release might be in my motherfucking inbox mm-hmm. you know what i mean tribe called quest selling an nft Nobody fucking vetted this shit. Yeah. Ali had to come out on fucking Facebook and be like, yo, this is wrong. Y'all need to retract this shit. Yeah, like no one goes, hey, we should hit up their manager. At least like hit their manager up. If you don't have like direct contact to, you know, to the members of the group or whatever. Like no one goes, hey, we should hit their manager up or we should hit their press people up or like we don't do any of that. We just run with these stories. Like that's. That's dangerous journalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, this shit, and I think about this because this is my job. I think about it every fucking day. The news cycle 
is so intense where it's like content, content, content yeah. every day. Writers and editors are literally just emailing each other back and forth and getting stories out quickly. Now, I don't work for, you know, Complex or, you know, any of the like content mills, Buzz, BuzzFeed. You know, I don't do that kind of work. You know what I mean? Um, I've worked for like OK Player and, and those mm-hmm. kind of organizations that kind of kind of do that. Um, but I was really like freelancing here and there. I wasn't on staff. The pressure from some of these, I'm, I'm mainly thinking like Complex and, and you know, uh, outlets like that, Revolt. You know what I'm saying? The pressure to keep up with the news cycle makes for a sloppy reporting. Yeah. And it's not the editor's fault. It's not the writer's fault. But it's it still reflects on them and it reflects on the outlets. But it's it's structural. It's built into like how we share information, how we process information, how news gets out. Nobody thought to look at this. You know what I'm saying? My immediate thought just being a consumer on the timeline. When I saw a Tribe Called Quest is selling an NFT that lets you buy part of their royalty, I was like, that shit don't make sense. It don't make sense to the group. It it doesn't make any sense. No, like immediately I would have been like, they've had issues with like, getting royalties in the pay. Like, why would they sell off part of their royalties? Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So, like, I immediately would have been like, hey, this is a little weird. Like, maybe we should, like, hit up their press manager or whatever yeah. to just be like, hey, what's going on with this? Like, you know what I mean? Is this legit? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Because, like, it could be a similar situation to, like, what was happening with the 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 Reasonable Doubt situation where it was like they he was trying to sneakily sell this, like, you know, yeah. this NFT to get past something. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you could have alerted them and then made them aware of this. And, like, now you're a hero in the story as opposed to being a fucking guy who spread the wrong story. Yeah, just reporting this shit. It's, dog, this shit, it goes so fast. A press release will come out with, like, some significant event, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kendrick Lamar is going to release a new album or somebody dies. We see this happen all the time when somebody dies. Yeah. The the information will come out. It, even if it's not a press release, somebody else will tweet something. The editor's immediately hitting up a writer to write a blurb about it, to get it back out on the internet. It's it's It all circulates on the internet yeah. to get it back on the timeline so that we got the story before somebody hits refresh and then there's you know a whole nother story in an hour or whatever the shit moves so quickly and it yeah it doesn't it doesn't allow for careful journalism and for people to really you know look at this shit and be like you know does this make sense what is this story you know i mean we just like you said before the tribe thing, we just saw what happened with Dame and the Reasonable <laughs> <Yeah>. Doubt <laughs> NFT. That literally just happened. And all of these outlets that reported this tribe thing as if it were right and exact. It wasn't that it wasn't true. You know what I mean? Because it was true. An NFT of their royalty was being sold. But the angle, all of these outlets reported it from the angle that Tribe was down with this. You know what I'm saying? 
they were the same ones that reported last week or whatever that you know or two weeks ago that dame was doing this without jay's consent yeah we just saw this shit and it you know the the machine just kept rolling yeah yeah, it's it's such a it's such a shitty business. We saw this recently with another um, legendary artist who they were reporting like there was report. Oh, he passed, he passed, he passed, he passed, and then like it spread like wildfire. Yeah. And like my first thing to do was like, is there a legit like source on this? Because like the sources yeah. I can find don't have a source. Like they just say this is happening, but there's no yeah. credit to a source. So like I was like, I'm not gonna say anything about this until mm-hmm. I know it's fucking true. Dog. It might have been that night. We talking about Biz Markey. Yes. Um, folks had uh, reported, tweeted that he had died. And then the timeline, because people love Biz. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the timeline uh, was just like outpouring, rest in peace, da, 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 all this other stuff. I would say from what I remember of that night, you and maybe two or three other people actually posted now a bunch of people probably stopped and thought about it like i didn't post anything because i had that thought like do i know that that business dead i'm not throwing up no rest in peace exactly and his family ain't said nothing you and probably two or three other people dog and i'm talking instagram facebook and twitter were the only ones i saw that was like yo chill is this actually true yeah outlets were reporting it journalists people who are you know who've been doing this shit longer than me yeah are on there yo rest in peace biz blah 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 blah. nobody really stopped to be like is this shit real did this actually happen you know what i mean it's it's crazy yeah it's there's like there's responsibility man when you're doing this kind of shit and like just to be first like be right don't be first. Like yeah. being first isn't isn't the most important thing in the world because like we've seen plenty of times where like the first person with the story isn't always the best story. Like a lot of times it's the person who's done like actual in depth research and understanding to actually make a a coherent point. You know yeah. what I mean? I there's a danger on especially on social media to want to be first. Like oh I want to be the first one to say something. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, the first person who reported uh, Malik B. Passing didn't necessarily, like, the person who makes the most heartfelt post is the one who's making something or saying something. They don't necessarily have to be first, right? Yeah. Like, we've watched a bunch of things where, like, yo, I, I want to be first to say this. And, like, that, that happened with another uh, person who, who uh, passed recently. Maybe it was, was it the, I forget who it was. I'm sorry about that. But, like, like people wanted to be first with reporting. Oh, blah, blah, blah. and they were like, "No, he's still alive." And it's like, imagine as like the family member, yeah. and like you're reading everybody say, "Rest in peace, rest in peace." And you're like, "No, he's alive." I'm like, "I'm yeah. in the room with him." Yeah, wasn't um people were saying X passed early? Like, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it, it was, was X. X. Yeah, people yeah. were like, "Rest in peace, DMX," and like playing songs and shit. And motherfuckers was making little artwork and shit. Rest in peace, X. And this man <laughs> is still here living out here living and yeah it's it's dangerous man it's a dangerous game you try to play to be first man and and there's no reward in it like when you get some internet points like that's it you know what i mean all you're getting is internet points like you know what's really going to be profound is the you know the 10 page article that's done 
fucking you know two three weeks later that's the yeah. profound story of what happened as opposed to being like yo i was first with it on the internet like there's yeah. no there's no cool points for that the thing that's that's careful and intentional yes absolutely yeah um i think we start wrapping uh did you listen to anything new this week um let me let me see i i hate to uh i don't like googling and on mic and i don't like looking through uh itunes <laughs> when I'm on mic. Oh, you know what? You know what I did listen to? Um I wrote about it a little bit uh a little while ago. Um Mike, his new album, Disco. I've been okay. I've been bumping that a lot. Um Mike's he's he's kinda like from all over. You know what I mean? One of the people who lived in, in different places. I think he lived in uh england for a while he lived in philly in like northeast philly for a while and now i think he lives in brooklyn um but yeah he's like incredible mc producer um a lot of his stuff is uh how do i want to say like very like introspective and like you know heartfelt emotional shit you know what i mean uh-huh. he talks he talks a lot about uh his struggles with depression he lost his mom uh a while back he he rhymes about that a lot and this record he produced the whole thing um and it's really it's really in uh what what they they try to like uh writers try to make um try to craft a narrative that there's like this new movement in like new york underground hip-hop he gets thrown into that mix a lot and compared to like earl sweatshirt a lot um but to me he's an original you know what i mean so it's that's i've been bumping a lot of different stuff but that's the one that really uh stands out in my mind immediately as far as like new hip-hop shit it's been out for you know maybe a month i want to say but yeah mike his album disco is like phenomenal yeah i'm gonna check that out i'm gonna yeah. check that out it's dope i think you'll fuck with it yeah i might definitely have to check that out um i listened to two singles this week um dave uh who um uh um top boy fans would know as uh Modi from uh mm-hmm. this past, the last season um Dave or uh, Santan Dave he goes by sometimes um he's a rapper and he uh he's put out some really dope shit but um he's got a new single uh called Clash featuring Stormzy who if anybody knows uh english rap like he's one of the best out right now yeah um and uh this song is crazy so so mm. so good um uh, like i said both of these dudes are top-notch mc so it is it, like this, this joint is dope the beat is fucking crazy um dave has a new album coming out it won't be this week i think it's the week after mm. uh it's like the 23rd i think it is um and it's called we're alone in this together um the artwork's really dope like so people should check that out but this single like if you can't go check it out uh you, like so when you look it up like definitely like put dave in but like dave is a very common name so there's a very good chance that you're not gonna pull it up you could try santan dave too which is s-a-t-a-a-n then try and find him that way because like he's listed as both uh and also 
um, an artist that I've talked about so much on this podcast, but I'm not going to stop singing her praises because I think she, she honestly, I got this. So Little Sims has a new song be, called uh, I Love You, I Hate You. Um, mm-hmm. And it's pretty specific to like her relationship with her father, but it's very Ooh. like, um, very overreaching to like relationships in general and like relationships of like, hey, I love this person, but I, I hate this person as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's I'm I'm gonna say this, and I and I I dearly mean this. She may be my favorite artist out right now. Mm. Uh, me and you, we did that video where we talked about our favorite rappers from like the the 2000s, 2010s, and then we mentioned artists who we were really looking forward to in the 2020s. Mm-hmm. Lil Sims was one of mine. I honestly think she may be my favorite artist out right now. Yeah. This song that she's released, uh, "I Love You, I Hate You," yeah, is like I mean, it's it. First of all, the beat obviously is crazy. Her ear is like the best in the game, and like she's so good, man. She's so so mm. fucking good. Yeah. Um, and it's not like it's not traditional grind. Like it's not that kind. Like, she doesn't make that kind of music. So like that yeah. that uh. That hurdle that some people have to get over as far as like, oh, well, like I, it's a little different than like it's not traditional, like more traditional hip hop, uh, like Americanized. She basically raps like any, you know, quote unquote traditional American rapper. Right. And her beats are very similar to like American hip hop. It's literally the accent you have to get over. And other than mm-hmm. that, you the cheese. I do not think enough people are listening to her and I will shout her praises from the roof until like more and more people listen to her. Yeah. She does not miss. No, she's <laughs> so fucking crazy. good. She don't miss. She's so good. And like all three singles she's released off the new album that's coming out in September have been amazing, which mm. makes me go like either they're the best things on the project and that's why they're out or this album is going to be so fucking utterly amazing that like yeah. it's all like I like I tweeted it when I heard the new song I was like you might as well just give her album of the year now right I saw you said that <laughs> like if you're <laughs> if if this is what we're getting as like snippets essentially as singles then this is the best she's going to have the best album of the year like no doubt yeah. in my mind like that that's how I feel at this point you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's gonna take a it's gonna take a lot. Like there's a there's some really dope shit out this year um, already. Um, mm. You know, I was I shared with you the other day something new from Still Got Cooks that yes. I, I'm hoping comes out soon. That shit sounds crazy. <laughs> it's so good, and like I love Still God's last record. So like I'm really interested to see like if he puts out something really dope this year. Obviously, we've had we've been like rumored to have a Drake album for a year. So like maybe that, but like. The Arm and Hammer record was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some really great projects already this year. Yeah. Uh, I If this is what we're getting as singles from Sims, I think it's easy to say this is going to be the album of the year. Like, yeah. if you, you have not get- checked her out, you have to go check her out. You, you think we could get her on the show? I think so. Yeah. Let's, I, let's try to do that, like, around, around the fall yeah. when the album drops. I think so. I don't think that's out. Of, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. We yeah. have some like we have some folks in the UK. Yeah, I think yeah. we could. I think we can maybe make that happen. Okay. Yeah, I would love that. Just yeah. like sitting and chat with her. Yeah, because I, I think the new season of Top Boy comes out maybe around that same time too. So yeah, getting her would be like really dope. 
crazy yeah um other than that we can wrap up uh listen we have a whole vivo page where we talk about we were just talking about our uh our the videos for our favorite mcs from the 80s and 90s to not in the 2000 2010s those videos are exclusively up on there um and we go a little more in depth than we've ever gone on the podcast um we have uh, a bunch of stuff. Stuff goes up there every five days. A new video actually just dropped today. I'll, I'll be posting it later. Um, we're actually doing two. We're doing two videos. As soon as we're done doing this, we we go right back to work and do two more videos mm-hmm. for the uh, for the Vivo channel. So check that out. It's serious rap shit Vivo, all one word. Throw that in your YouTube uh, search and you'll pull it up. It's also in the link in both our in in our bios on uh, uh, serious rap shit on Instagram and Twitter. You can check us out there. You're John underscore liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Your info in your bio has your link to your um, Bandcamp page, the link mm-hmm. for uh, your gum road for your, the, uh, the, the book you did about the roots. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> I'm Indy under, uh, I N D I underscore S R S on, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can hit us up there. Um, keep, a watch out we have a bunch of stuff going on we just again we we talked about this last week but i mentioned it again we got to the hip-hop film festival um for our film another word for paradise that's the second word, film festival word. we 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 were in with our first film project which to me still is like utterly amazing crazy um, uh and uh you know i i hope it's you know i hope it's a uh you know vaguely inspiring for folks who who are wanting to do shit like who want to take chances and make creative things like i hope anything that we're doing is like yeah, listen man we're two guys from philly with no like we we don't have like some major hollywood connections or major connections in any anything we you know we have people that are connected but like we don't we're not like you know we're not kids of like you know somebody famous so we have yeah. a connection into the game that's not Scott how it works Con or some shit yeah like we're you know what i mean like we're we're dudes who like just came up in the culture and we want to make stuff so we're trying to do it you know what i mean yeah. and so i hope that's inspiring to anybody out there um because there's plenty of people who were in those situations who do it who inspired me and you to do this kind of thing so yeah. um also uh we have a website seriousrapshit.com Check us out there. Uh, we have merch there, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, whatever. Um, you go go there, check anything out. We have a bunch of stuff there. Um, and uh, the Abash Ice t-shirts are available on Incense Trap and Yoga. Um, remember, part of the proceeds go to migrant families with legal aid, for legal aid for migrant families. Um, and, you know, kids are still in cages despite what you, you know what I mean? I know, like, mainstream media doesn't want to talk about it anymore because Trump's not in office, but it's yeah. still happening. Um, uh, and I can't think of anything else. I think everything else, we're good, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take this fat, 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 fat